Towncast is brought to you by the Office of Alumni and Family Engagement. On today's episode, Marissa Zondag, Leadership Gift Officer and Director of Moravian's Leadership Council, sits down with the members of the 1970 championship football team. Listen as they recount highlights of their college days. It's clear in this interview that their brotherhood has stood the test of time. Even after 52 years of being at Moravian, they still joke around like they were in their 20s. Before we hop into this interview, this is a final reminder that homecoming is right around the corner. We hope to see you during homecoming over October 28th and 29th weekend. Check out the homecoming webpage for details. The link will be in the description of the show notes. With that, I hope you enjoy this episode of Houndcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey. Right. So hi, everyone, and welcome to another Houndcast. We are getting ready to celebrate our next homecoming event, and I am so glad to be joined by four members of the 1970 MAC Championship football team. They're going to share with us a little bit about their experience on the team, about their experience at Moravian, share some advice for our current students on the team, and we're going to have a great conversation about what we love about football Moravian. So gentlemen, thank you for being with us today. If I can have you guys introduce yourself and we'll get started. Hi, I'm Keith Lamby. I'm a 1973 graduate of Moravian and I was a sophomore at our, when we won the championship that year. Yeah, I'm Mark Steinberger. And uh, I, I uh, was a sophomore also on the uh, championship team and I played defense. I was a linebacker. I'm Bob Arneson. Uh, I was a defensive tackle, I was a junior that year, graduated in 1972, and um, I was out for part of the season, but uh, uh, I, I, a great part of the team. I can't thank the guys enough for playing with me. Uh, Ted Huller here. I was a senior in 1970. I was a graduate assistant coach there in my, during my senior year because I needed an extra semester to graduate, and uh, I played Defensive tackle and offensive tackle. And I didn't mention I'm Keith Lambie. I was a tight end. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here with us. Um, so I'll, you know, ask each of you what, when you were looking at colleges, when you were going through and making your decision, what made you choose Moravian? And did it have anything to do with football when you were looking at your, your choices? Um, it was uh, one of the schools that was interested in me. Um the other one was Lehigh, and I didn't get accepted at Lehigh. So so that ruled Lehigh out. <laughs> and I like the small feeling of Moravian, and I like the fact that uh, at the time I was, my parents were in uh, just outside of Philadelphia, and it was far enough away, but close enough that my parents actually came to, they missed one game all four years of playing football. Wow. So it was special. That's amazing. Uh, I again. Uh, when I went to Moravian for the first time, I had already signed a letter of intent to go to Wake Forest University. And uh, my high school coach asked me to go and go to the school, which I did. And I rescinded that letter after speaking with Rocco Calvo. Rocco Calvo was so impressionable upon me. He was head and shoulders above the coach at Wake Forest. And I would say that the reason I went to Moravian was because of Rocco Calvo. Bob Arneson, um, I applied to Penn State and Moravian. Um, Moravian recruited me, 
Uh, I would have held a tackling dummy for six years at Penn State, but I got to play four years at Moravian. And just like Chad, Rocco Calvo, Ed Little, Jim Cretus were inspirations before and during my four years. I'm Mark Steinberger. Uh, I had, uh, I could have been a Greyhound bus driver, but (laughs) no. um, (laughs) These are inside jokes. I couldn't resist that one. I I actually had uh, four choices. One was uh, the United States military. The other one was to return to Bordentown Military Institute that I was a graduate student at. The other was to go to the Coast Guard Academy. And the other was to go to Moravian. Well, I wasn't going back to BMI and I wasn't going into service. Uh, I did not get accepted at the Coast Guard Academy. So I ended up at Moravian. And one of the reasons was I could play four years of football there. That's how I ended up there. And I think many people will agree with you that Rocco Calvo was a big inspiration for them to come as well. So I think you're in good company. We were lucky to have him. That's for sure. So can you tell um, our listeners when you started playing football? Were you guys all high school football players? What got you into it? They didn't have Papa Warner back in those days when I was growing up. But I started playing football in little sandlot games when I was in seventh and eighth grade. And then freshman football in high school and varsity football from my sophomore to my uh, senior year in high school. And I started all four years at Moravia. I started in the eighth grade because I couldn't go out in the seventh grade because I was too heavy. It was a, I was over 125 pounds. Uh, and Ted will attest I'm still the tallest guy in the 1970 team, but uh, that's besides the point. Um, but no, I just, uh, uh, high, high school, a shot. High, high school, uh, all three years, and then Moravian four years, and great experience. So I, uh, I started playing at a, in in uh, Philadelphia on a 110 pound team, and uh, continued to play play through through high school, and uh, and then actually, when I got to Moravian, I learned what football was all about. Uh, from the standpoint of my freshman year, I watched a lot and got beat up a lot and learned how to play the game from some of the gentlemen sitting right around me, which is, and I respect them so much. Uh, uh, this is Mark Steinberger. I, uh, similar to Keith, I, I started playing like 110 pound football. Um, it was a different game back then. Uh, when we played college ball, uh, uh, the rules were entirely different. Um, I mean, the rules have been made better to protect the player. Back then, we were taught to hit with our heads. So it uh, left a lasting impression. <laughs> that, that, that explains our actions. That explains. <laughs> that explains. Yeah. Hearing was legal. Yeah. So, yeah. So make sure that all your questions have no more than three syllables. <laughs> so you guys have been doing great, and they've definitely been more than three so far. Yeah. That too much. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll make them shorter as we keep going down the, the list. So I think this is probably an obvious question, but in case it's not, what is your favorite football memory at Moravian if it's not winning the 70 championship, which of course is an incredible memory? I have one. Um, championship year, I, uh, I did finish the season with an injury, and the whole team came in and gave me the 
game ball at St. Luke's Hospital. And uh, it was one of the most moving experiences of my life. I guess the most memorable thing for me would be the Muhlenberg game. We beat them 55 to 7. And that was my last game played at Moravian. And it culminated four great years. And we wound up being 1970 MAC champions. And as you saw last week, we were all together again out of the 40 that are still alive, 32 attended our function. It's a brotherhood. I, I think it was when um, after a Muhlenberg game, uh, we were, we didn't know we were champions until we got back to the locker room. And uh, yeah, so there, John's Hop, there was another game that, that uh, uh, somebody had to beat someone else and that happened. And we we're in a locker room at that time when we, when we heard that, when we learned that we were champions. So great experience. That must have been incredible to find it all together in the locker room. Yeah. That was the incredible thing about last weekend. I mean, there's a lot of people we haven't seen in 50 years that all came back in the, uh, and, it, and it was an incredible experience that we're all, um, we're all still smiling about. And uh, if you could see the, the uh, string of emails that came after the game, of, uh, you know, how, how rewarding it was for everyone that attended. So I'm getting off the subject. It's exciting. <laughs> uh, Mark Steinberger, um, my most memorable moment was uh, we were playing Wagner College uh, and we were pretty flat going into the game because they had put a pretty good beat on us the year before. And uh, your own Gary Martell took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. And uh, we ended up hanging on, winning that game 17 13. And uh, at that at point, we were 2 0 and 1 which normally during the season we were one and two at that time because we had played uh, our first three games. Was, our second and third game were usually our toughest games. So that was my most. And that's the game ball I got. That's the game ball that Arnie got. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was actually a good segue. You guys have mentioned the last weekend a little bit for our viewers or our listeners that didn't attend or um, don't know what happened. Can you guys share about your reunion back on campus, what you did, how you felt? Um, a little bit about that. When we went to Moravian, Moravian was a blue-collar school. It was fairly conservative uh, at that particular time, and it's certainly more of a more uppity school now. And it's a it's a beautiful place, obviously. That it, it has gone to higher levels than when we went there. But we were kind of proud of the camaraderie that we had back then, and like I said before, the brotherhood that was going on. And it seemed to be a little bit more close-knit uh, for us back then because there was only about 1,000 kids at the college, and I think now there's about 2,500 or so. So okay. stayed, a lot of it stayed the same. We recognize it. I was happy to see Makovic feel he, that's more than deserving. He should have had that a long time ago. And um, John's just a super, super guy. And we're so proud that a field named after Rocco, a field named after John, and uh, we're able to see that and go come back for a big function like we were doing last week. The, uh, the Ted said it was, you know, the, the school, the school's changed, but there's some things about it that, that stay the same and our memories stay the same. And the, uh, the, the bond we had uh, stays the same. We, we, I don't think we all of us realize how strong the bond was until this past weekend. Yeah. 
And and it was special. The school did a very nice job of welcoming us and uh, and opening the door for us and uh, and enjoying or you know enjoying our special day and uh, and celebrating with us. And we greatly appreciate that. Me? Okay. Sorry, Mark Steinberger. Uh, Keith Keith Lambie drove this process. So if if anyone deserves whatever is good in life, it's Keith because he actually spent hours and hours getting us together. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was uh, it was a heroic job, unbelievable job, and uh, I I just like to thank him personally. He's he's kept me involved with what's going on for fifty years. <laughs> Some of these guys. I mean, let's say we hadn't seen in 52 years and it was like you saw them yesterday. So that that's that just tells you something about the character of the people that we were fortunate enough to play with. I, I couldn't agree with more with what they said, but I think what last weekend brought back was uh, reminded me, you know, 10 years after we graduated, I graduated, I, I, I didn't realize what a good college Moravian education was and what better the coaches uh, the friends the teammates were and what I was impressed with was uh, Mary Beth yourself coach Jeff getting it off a dime because we were stuck in the mud putting all this together and the university as a whole with those key individuals and Keith got it done yeah kudos to you all that's that's for sure and uh the fellow with the greyhound, uh, he came over for the pictures, was a heck of a nice guy. And I know that uh, him and Keith had spent a lot of time together. We'll keep him our fellow with the greyhound, I think. President. That was the president. That was the president. Thank you, Seth. That was great. You know, well, I said he was a nice guy, and I didn't even know who it was. Oh. Mary Beth, I have a question for you. What's your takeaway from the 1970 MAC champion football weekend? Oh, I loved it. I, I was just going to say my favorite part of the weekend or that day was watching you guys all go out into the field and get your picture taken and uh, give the football to Mary Beth and President Grigsby, and then having the announcer come over the stand and announcing you and everyone cheering in the stands. I thought that was really, really, really cool and just so deserving. You guys were so deserving of that recognition. So that was my favorite part. But it was great to um, see the energy that came back together. You know, like you said, some of you guys haven't seen each other in 50 years, but you would never be able to tell that from the group camaraderie, the conversations that were happening. And I think that's really indicative of Moravian. I don't think at other schools, particularly bigger schools, you necessarily have that long lasting relationship with friends, being able to come back together after not seeing them for a long for a great amount of time and picking right back up where yeah. you left off. You know what, I, 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 this is Keith Lambie and I, I'll, not to pat myself in the back, but I, I did a lot of work, but one thing I can tell you, there was nothing more rewarding and picking up a phone and calling somebody that I hadn't talked to in 52 years and saying, and the first thing they said is, you know, hey, Keith, how are you? And then mention what we want to do. And people go like, when, where, I'll be there. Yeah. And that was the most rewarding 
part of, of doing this and watching everybody uh, <laughs> get together. And uh, it, it just, it, it, it was great. It was great. It was great to share and it was great to be at the school. And it was great to see how the school's grown and um, how we fit in together as a team. And the people that like, you know, Coach Little, who yeah. is so responsible for things that, that happened to our success, <clears throat> and the people in Mary Beth, yourself, Jeff, can't say enough of how you guys made everything happen and uh, and hosted us so brilliantly. It was great. What, one thing I like to say about Coach Little, my freshman year, Coach Little wasn't there. And we were lacking in a couple different areas, mainly conditioning. And we weren't all that disciplined. When Coach Little got there, that's the reason that we won this championship. Because in the fourth quarter, we came on strong because of his conditioning. But also during conditioning, if you jumped off sides, you had to do five more. That was a slogan, five more. <laughs> and just that discipline that he instilled upon us took us through at least the my last two seasons. And I attribute a great deal of success to the Moravian Greyhounds at that time to Coach Ed Little. And uh, God bless him. I, I love the guy. We all feel the yeah, same Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. We all. Amen. We all hated him when we were doing that. We love to hate him. We love to hate him. Actually, we took nine classes to get out of it. <laughs> get out of his conditioning? Yes. Oh, geez. True story. True story. You can edit that. Don't worry. No. Oh don't tell the students today. Don't, don't tell, tell the athletes that. today. No, we're cut, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> you better tweet that. <laughs> we'll delete that part out. That actually kind of segues into my next question. You know, we've talked about a lot of great memories, favorite memories. I know I talked to some of you guys that Saturday who were showing me some old football injuries. Do you have any painful memories that maybe are not too painful, too gruesome that you'd want to share with our listeners? Yeah, we had a fellow on a football team by the name of Ed Shedler. And he went home for a weekend and he worked a job in construction. And while he was home away from the school, he had a, uh, he was in a, in a large hole and the hole collapsed on him and it killed him. And that's probably the most tragic thing that ever happened to that football team. He was a member of the 72 team, God bless him. And uh, Eddie was one heck of a guy and certainly somebody that we wish was there last weekend. Absolutely. Sure. And that's probably that's that's that is there's nothing we can say beyond that about it because Eddie was, you know, an integral part. But on a lighter side, Ed Zaninelli had a lead block on punt returns uh, that probably was heard at Lehigh the hit and uh, and uh, he was a statement for the team. And I, uh, one of the best athletes I've ever, ever played with. And seeing him hit those guys was painful. It was very painful. <laughs> but very proud. We all felt bad for the guys. <laughs> but at least he was on I your like, team. I would like to say one thing. Ed Zanelli was my roommate. And I could never recall we got called in my sophomore year. And at the time, he had to be a senior to move off campus. And they asked us if we would mind moving off campus because they needed some space. Is that the real reason? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> Did you get the off-campus housing? Yeah, well, that, that's it. That'll be for the next podcast. Yeah, <laughs> the part two. And actually, the other thing is, 
that is interesting about the team is that at the end of the season, two of our players were asked to play in what they called the Dutchman Bowl, which only played a couple of years. And that was made up of all the schools in Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, University of Pittsburgh, Penn State, you know, all the big And Ed Zanelli was one of the players and Ted Hutler was the other. And then the third was Jack Antoine, who was a, who was a, uh, 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 like a, uh, an alternate to be there. But we had some, just goes to show you the, the strength of, and the, the, uh, the, the good players that we had on our team. They both started in that game and they were both significant contributors to that. I don't, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Steinberg, I, I don't think people realize this, but I think three of the four years that Ted was there, or three, uh, three of my, three of all of our four years, uh, we didn't lose a home game. We won every home game. Wow. Yeah. So we had a, a significant uh, streak going going into the uh, seventy-two season. Yeah. So, and we had five players that are in the Hall of Fame. From that team, that's incredible. I wonder if that's the most per team. I don't, it'd be a good, you know, good question. That might be a Mary Beth uh, question. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame, well, the whole team's in the Hall of Fame. We were inducted as a team into the Hall of Fame. That's right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we're yeah. Oh yeah, that is before, the most. <laughs> as I said before, the rules were a lot different then, and you took a lot more headshots and things like that. And that correlates to why Mark Steinbrenner has to say this is Mark Steinbrenner every time he's speaking. <laughs> he has cue cards. We have cue cards. We have cue cards. <laughs> it says Mark Steinbrenner. So he always reads that before he speaks. It's my name tag. It's in the mirror. <laughs> so I'm missing all that because I can't see. I can't see the cue cards. <laughs> I know I was. <laughs> So do you guys have a favorite memory? You know, as we get ready to come and head into homecoming, do you have a favorite homecoming memory, football related or otherwise? We were always in the locker room. Yeah. My favorite homecoming memory came after playing football. And I came back for the game and my wife was with me and we were parked on the field where they would let you park at that time they let you bring cars up and park there oh wow and i had uh brought in some beverages with me and we had these little little kegs of beer and at halftime right after halftime i ran into coach little who i invited him to come back and we stood by the car for basically the rest of the game and had a few beers and then every and after the game we had a few more beers and all of a sudden this gentleman one of the security guard comes up and he taps you on the shoulder and he says he said would you mind leaving and i looked around there's no <laughs> the car there's no one else around anywhere <laughs> my wife's asleep in the car and oh my god <laughs> that's my favorite homecoming memory <laughs> as, as keith said we were in the in the locker room for most of the homecomings and uh my recollection was coming back to next year i sat with ed zan and ellie we went over to the Chelsea, which was the name of the board across the street at the time, Chelsea. And we put down a few at, at halftime and we came back and enjoyed the game. It was great. We partied, had a good time, made good friends. 
And then when the yearbook came out that year, here's me and Zane and Ellie in the stands crying our eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, if you notice, it's either, there's a theme here. It's either football or drinking. I see that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to ask about classes. I won't ask about any of that stuff. <laughs> um, so you got you did get to meet some of our team, most of our team, on that Friday night before your event last week. But can you share with our football? You know, what would your advice be for our current students on the team? I, I would say they should listen to what their coach said to them that night. That's a brotherhood, and <clears throat> something that they will never forget. They're teammates for life, and. They should go out and remember this experience. It only happens once in your lifetime for the four or five years that you're in college. And it's certainly a memorable experience that, again, 52 years later, we look back on and think it's great. And I want to thank that team. They made our day so much fun because by them beating Gettysburg, it really helped to make that night a great night at our party later on. And they were the hounds of old. They were they were out there fighting for everything, and they won, and that meant a real lot to us. Thank you. That sums it up. I mean, that's you know, we, you, it's you don't realize what you go through, and it's you know, when you play a game, it's being able to look at the guy next to you and, and know that you put all your effort into it, and 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 that's what it's all. And then you and you share that bond that is never broken. Well, I would uh, advise a young player today. That's Mark Steinberger. <laughs> Who? I would I advise him to uh, seek out Gary Martell. Uh, Gary's been uh, a part of every Moravian football player for the last 50 years. So if I had an issue as a player, I would go ask Coach Martell for, for help or for insight uh, for an insight on a problem that I had. That's what I would do. Well, the only advice I would give the players, one advice was, I just think looking back, we all made each other a little better. And if we hadn't made each other a little better, we wouldn't where we, where we were back in the day. And I think today's team has to strive to make every other teammate a little better. We, we had a lot of synergy and, uh, I don't know that every team has that, but we, we came together and the um, synergy that we had on our team certainly put us in that championship mode. And the synergy carried through to not only, the, not from the upperclassmen, but to the freshmen. We had a number of freshmen that filled in for people that got hurt and played well above their heads as freshmen and helped us win those games and move forward. We talked amongst ourselves last week, and there were some players on the team that really didn't get to play that much. They may get in a few few plays a game, and that was about it. But that's not why we respected them, because they had in it for a few plays. We respected them for what they did at every single practice to help to make the team better. They sacrificed themselves. I remember talking, and I won't mention names, but the players here that took a beating all week long in practice just to make the team better. And we appreciated that. And there is big a part of that team as any anybody in that room last Friday and Saturday night. That's another very Moravian characteristic, I think. I don't know if you would have that at other bigger schools, that they would feel as much a part of the team as as those guys do here. 
And I have to think that our current football team maybe was channeling you guys a little bit for their big win last Saturday because it was a big one. I think maybe they did it for you guys, channeling that championship team. Oh, it was great. It was great to see that. And a win okay. is a win. Yeah. You yeah. guys may need to come back for every game so they can win the whole <laughs> Well, if you, if you could pass out a, a message to them, next year is a whole new restructuring of Division Three, and we accept we expect them to see, be in the uh, Division Three playoffs sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell them. I'll tell Coach that. Okay, guys. Well, I think that's all of the questions that I have. Is there anything else that you'd want to share? That if I didn't have the education of Moravian, it would, I would not accomplish the, the family values that we have financially and, uh, and spiritually. But um, I, I, I think my takeaway is Moravian and football taught me never to quit. I view Moravian as a, a block in the foundation of, uh, of my life. And uh, it's a strong foundation. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of Houndcast. New episodes are released on the 1st and 15th of every month. Be on the lookout for our November 1 episode.